Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. You are listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction Blog Talk Radio Show, founded to increase the national awareness of black women in the construction industry. NABWIC is the charge and takes the charge for black women to advocate for further opportunities to its members. Our mission as a core foundation is to strengthen the building blocks of new educational, entrepreneurial, professional, and social network connections. The vision of NABWIC is to build long-lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals that will provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in construction and their respective communities. We invite you to call or text or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Yes, yes, yes. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAPWIC Talks. I'm Jada Williams, your national NAPWIC, NAPWIC Talks blog talk radio chair and your host for today. It gives me great pleasure, as always, to be on the air with you, and I have to ask you to follow, like, and share on all your different social media platforms that you are hanging out with NAVWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. Or head over to our website at www.nabwick.org and engage with us. Hit that Join Now button and get your red shirt. Yes, become a member with our great organization. Moving right along in this morning's show, we have an action-packed program for you, and I have to bring in and say good morning, good morning to Ann McNeil, the master builder herself, Ursula Odom of Sola 2, and Jackie Perry of JP and Associates. Good morning, Ms. Ann. How are you? Good morning, good morning, good morning, Jada. I tell you all the time, if I were any better, Jada, I would be you. And every podcast, we have phenomenal guests. And we want to remind our listeners that, yes, 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 we are the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We are the voice of black women in this industry as we continue to build lasting strategic partnerships with first-rate organizations and individuals, such as our special guest today, that will continue to provide groundbreaking and innovative solutions for black women in the construction industry and, of course, in our respective communities. And our special guest today, none other than Ms. Angela Giddens, has been a friend of this organization for many years, but she's also been so much more to so many others. It gives me great honor and privilege to uh, just connect. I've, I've known Angela since she became the airport director for Miami International Airport many, many, many years ago, and she did a lot to change the future trajectory of Miami International Airport. And then she went on to be elevated to become the director and general 
of Air Force Council, better known as ACI World. Let me say that again. <laughs> ACI World. And from March 2008 to her retirement in June 2020, she did a phenomenal, phenomenal job for the World Airports. And actually, as a personal note, I was so inspired when I was blessed to be in the audience at an ACI um, conference uh, internationally, actually. And I watched a video of Angela's rise. Someone had done a video, and they showed, actually, she had an afro and a lot, lot younger. And Angela, I know when you hear this, you're going to probably laugh because you will remember um, your mentor uh, was being honored, and you were a part of his life for many, many, many years in the aviation industry. But as they showed his rise, they showed your rise from almost an intern-like state in your career until the Angela Giddens that we know now that is so respected internationally. And so when we decided to host a billion-dollar luncheon in the area of aviation and airport years ago, uh, I reached out to you, as you would recall, to invite you uh, that, you know, we wanted to spotlight you. And at the time, uh, you were still in Switzerland, and was able, unable to physically participate with us uh, because of just, just being in an international space, uh, only to find that when I called you, you were at home. And this was, I think, 2019 prior to, to COVID, and at home in Miami. And I realized for the first time in our friendship that you still lived in Miami, and even though you uh, physically I worked in Switzerland, but your home was here in Miami. So that's just the beginning of another relationship that we're looking to continue to build with you. But years ago, but we are honored this year to be able to honor and spotlight you as a part of our billion-dollar luncheon in, in, in aviation. So we want to just uh, encourage all of our listeners that when you listen to this podcast, Google her, check her out. She has just been a phenomenal um, spirit, not just for black women in this industry, not just for women in the industry, but for everyone in this space as a true professional in aviation. So those are my thoughts and comments, uh, Jada, as relates to our special guest today. And as I always say, let's get this party started. Yes, indeed. So this morning we have an action-packed show, as we've already said, and our special guest is Angela Gittins. So we will take a quick commercial break and come back and hear our special guest, our special woman in spotlight, Ms. Angela Gittins. Greetings. My name is Kimley Naylor, and I am the owner of Nail Ride Construction Company. I am also president of the National Association of Black Women in Construction, and we are proud to celebrate women in construction. I'm very proud to have formed a company that allows for employment opportunities in communities, black communities, to help elevate economic stability and wage increases so that we as black women can continue to empower our communities. 
I'm excited to be a member of NAVWIC because it allows us to shape history. It allows us to empower women to know there is a platform in construction that is vital to the wealth transfer into black communities across this nation. My name is Kimberly Naylor, and please join us in celebrating Women in Construction. Yes, and we are back. So what is all this fuss about today? Well, you know, we love Wednesdays in NAVWIC World, and today is our National Billion Dollar Luncheon in Aviation Opportunities that the National Association of Black Women in Construction is bringing and presenting today at our famous billion dollar luncheon and that is going on today and our special guest is our woman in spotlight so yes you still have a chance in time to go ahead and head over to eventbrite and register so you can join us at our luncheon in a couple of minutes um our reception starts at 11:30 a.m i'm just joking so you have a couple of hours to get a couple of things done in the office so our reception starts at 11:30 a.m this morning and then the luncheon is promptly at 12 noon and you will hear some great speakers um, giving some presentations on billion dollar opportunities in aviation. So with Ms. Angela Gittins in the studio this morning, Ms. Gittins served as the Director General of Airports Council International from March 2008 until her retirement in this past June 2020. She was formerly the airport CEO for Miami and Atlanta and deputy at San Francisco International Airport. Ms. Gittins has served on numerous aviation industry boards and communities, including the FAA Management Advisory Committee, the FAA Research, Engineering and Development Committee, the National Civil Aviation Review Commission, and many, many more. She, since then, she has also, um, in her retirement, she has served as chair of the board um, for CEPO USA, which governs the operator of Terminal 4 at JFK Airport and the Advisory Council of Lilium, a company developing electronic VTOL aircraft. So I can't wait to get into this show this morning with Ms. Gittins. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to NAVWIC Talks, Ms. Gittins. How are you? I'm fine. Uh, thank you for having me on. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, I gave the audience a little bit of your background, which your resume is immaculate. How about, first of all, you tell us a little bit about your own background and how you came to do what it is that you do now. Well, I was fortunate to have uh, parents and uh, a close-knit family that was very supportive. My parents were uh, well-educated. In fact, they met at in college at Clark College at the time, now called Clark Atlanta University. So we were, as a family, we were encouraged to pursue uh, education um, and to work hard. My father always said, if someone's paying you to do a job, then do it the best that uh, that you can. Um, And so that was the philosophy in which I went into uh, my career. And before my career, you know, in the summers 
and sometimes the weekends I, I worked in, in a way to get money and to be uh, independent. Uh, so uh, I have a strong work ethic that, that came from uh, my upbringing. How I got into aviation was kind of a fluke. I, I had actually gone to school in medical care organization, and so I was in the hospital field. And I got a call one day from a, a colleague of mine who had gone to work at the airport, and he said, um, you know, they're looking for a director for business and finance. Uh, would it be okay if I put your name in the hat? And I thought, well, why would I want to do that? You know, I don't know anything about airports. But I remembered what uh, a, a headhunter had told me years before, and that is never turn down a job you haven't been offered. So I said, yeah, okay. Then I hung up the phone. My mother and her cousin were visiting me. I was in San Francisco at the time. And so I turned to them, and I told them what this was, and we all had a good laugh, and then we went, you know, um, sightseeing. And then a few months later, I got, I forgot about it, but a few months later, I got a call, um, and they invited me for an interview. And, you know, I, I, I made the big mistake you're not supposed to make. I didn't know anything about the airport, anything about civil aviation. Uh, so I was asking the interviewer questions. It was the, the director. And I, I, at one point, I asked, well, who does X, Y, and Z? And he said, well, you would if you got the job. So I thought to myself, well, okay, this is a job I'm not getting. Um, but I got called back for a second interview, and um, it turned out what they were looking for because they had they had, had a succession of uh, people in this position that didn't work out. Um, they had had four folks that just didn't work out. And what was going on in the airport at the time, there was a lot of churning, a lot of things changing in the business. And they were looking for uh, a seasoned manager. They weren't as concerned about the experience in an airport because airports were changing, aviation was changing. But but they needed someone that was a strong manager. And so that's what they saw in me, and I got the job. And then when I was offered the job, I thought, hmm, should I take it? Well, uh, I said, well, what's the worst that can happen? You know, if I don't like it or they don't like me, I can always go back uh, to working in hospitals, so kind of low risk, and you know that was like 35 years ago, and never looked back. Well, wow! It sounds like the, also you were ready for the opportunity, and fear just stepped out of the way. So awesome stuff there. And um, during that time, so you said 35 years. During that time, what has motivated you um, the most during those most challenging moments or turning points in your career? Well, the, the, the whole concept of getting things done in a challenging environment uh, gives one a sense of accomplishment. So I like to take on things that are, are a challenge uh, but are important uh, so that um, as, you, as you work through uh, doing it and, and getting uh, support and help from others, um, and then when you kind of reach a finish line, however you define that finish line, uh, you have this great sense of accomplishment. And that, uh, you know, that has always uh, 
you know, help me get up in the morning and 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 work because I, I, I'm very um, goal oriented. So so working to achieve a goal that makes a difference uh, is something that's a real motivating force for me. Uh, because you. Um set so many goals, and I, it sounds like you plan and um, strategically get things done um, to have been so successful. What has been some of your more uh, meaningful experiences? I think one that stands out, um, and, it, you know, it's been a very interesting career, so I, you know, I don't want to disparage any of, any of the experiences, but I think the one that stands out the most for me uh, was being the CEO of Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson International Airport. Uh, because I came at uh, such a terrible time uh, for them, they, my predecessor had been uh, arrested and, in fact, wound up uh, going to jail for five years. Uh, quite a few of the other um, uh, people associated with the airport, concessionaires, one of the city councilmen, uh, having to do with a, a, a bribery uh, at the airport. The Olympics were coming. Atlanta had won the bid for the Olympics. And so, you know, the entire community, the, the business community, the civic community, just regular people uh, were very concerned about an airport was really considered the most important asset in the state of Georgia, let alone uh, in the city of Atlanta. And they were very concerned about um, the reputation, the ability of the airport to uh, to accommodate this this you know, this major international event. Uh, the airport was not in very good shape, you know, from a, a customer service and infrastructure um, point of view. So there was a lot to do, you know, let alone overcoming the scandal and the corruption itself. Uh, so. So taking that on uh, and all of the things that had to be done, you know, so much groundwork uh, had to be accomplished before you could even kind of tackle, you know, the goals um, was a, a huge challenge. Uh, I got a lot of help. You know, I, I reached out to my network of, of colleagues and experts. And one of the things about aviation is, Folks are always willing to help you. Other airports, uh, even even private businesses. You know, if you call them and and ask them for advice or insight on something, you know, even if they don't have a contract, they're not going to get a contract. They're they're going to be helpful. Um, and so I used all those resources. We had a very small staff back in those days uh, because of the way the the city uh, dealt with the airport. Uh, so, uh, you know, trying to get the most out of a staff, which you can imagine was demoralized because of the the corruption and, 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 the, and the perception uh, from from uh, the community, their neighbors, their friends and neighbors uh, about the airport. Uh, so there were so many touchstones that had to be dealt with. You know, as I said, customer service, the infrastructure the relationship with the airlines, you know, particularly Delta Airlines, all of those things, the relationship with the other city departments, all those things needed to be and needed to come together um, uh, in a way to make the entire um, product, which is the airport, uh, to make the, the entire product um, 
successful. And as it turned out, you know, not only did we, you know, sort of fix the things that needed to be fixed, but the the handling of the Olympics went so smoothly for us, and the the uh, collaboration uh, within the airport community was such that the perception um, was also that the airport was doing, you know, which you know that gave positive reflection uh, to the staff to the extent that the 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 day after the end of the Olympics, the train broke down. If you know Atlanta Airport, the train is the spine of the airport. Um, so almost everyone has to take the train in, in order to get to their gate. It broke down. I wasn't there um, because I was, I was uh, under the weather, and so I had decided to take the morning off. The staff and the, and the airport, not only the city staff, but the whole airport community, pulled together to help people get through uh, the airport without, without the train. You know, people who were disabled, they, they brought wheelchairs, they got little carts, uh, they made sure that people understood uh, how to get to where they were going. And this was without me. So I thought that that was the culmination of the effort to bring that airport community together together. Uh, uh, for the success of the airport, for the success of customer service. Uh, and so it was a, basically a 180-degree turnaround. I, and I think that was really my proudest um, accomplishment. Wow. And I can definitely identify with that being that we use Atlanta Airport so much in our travels. And it's just, I'm, I'm sitting here grinning from ear to ear because it's like I get to interview the woman, the, the leader that had the responsibility and smashed the goal and turning that airport um, 180 degrees around, just really turning it around. So as a consumer, hats off to you. And I know as an entrepreneur and just working in the space, like you said, you had to get out with your bootstraps up and running to, to rebuild that like, know, and trust factor in the community and, and within the airport. And so that is to you amazing, amazing, amazing. Hey. We're going to take a quick commercial break and come back with more exciting and interesting conversation with Ms. Angela Gittins, who was the Director General of Airport Council International, and more about MAVWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. We are so excited to have you listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction blog talk radio show. Please call, text, or email family, business associates, or friends and tell them that we are on the air right now. Or they can join us on the Internet by logging in to www.blogtalkradio.com slash NABWIC or by phone at 714-459-3918 and press 
press 1 to join our conversation with questions or comments. Please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Don't forget to follow us by liking our page and post your questions or comments. And ABWIC's intent is to always go into the high schools and colleges to encourage our young black girls and women to enter into the construction industry and to take interest into the STEM programs that are offered. We encourage you to listen to this show or past shows on the Internet by logging in at www.blogtalkradio.com slash N-A-B-W-I-C. Thank you, and we're back. Yes. And we are back, and again, thank you for joining us in this amazing interview with Ms. Angela Gittins, who is our National Billion Dollar Luncheon in Aviation Opportunities Woman in Spotlight. And I just have to remind you guys, you know, NAVWIC, we have a lot going on, so you want to always go over to our website to keep up to date with us. But you could also keep up to date with us on Eventbrite, because we do have our national strategic planning meetings that will be going on at the end of the month in Houston, Texas. So if you want to link up with us, especially if you're going to be in the Houston, Texas area, this will be a great time at the end of June to come out and meet us and come to our reception that we will be hosting in Houston, Texas. So moving right along, if you do have any questions and want to join the conversation, don't be shy. Press 1 on your phone and or comment on all of our different social media platforms, and we will make sure your questions get answered in the studio. So, Ms. Gittins, you have had a very fruitful 35 years in your career, and it sounds like you are continuously working and, and offering your expertise and, and taking care of your civic duties, family connected. What are some of your goals and objectives that you're working on in the near, for the near future? Well, one of the things I'm, I'm working on, I'm, I'm, I'm um, on a committee uh, with AMAC, the Port Minority Advisory Council, um, with several goals, uh, one to to to, uh, to help women and minorities within the ports to um, get into top management positions, and to help encourage. Just like you're saying about trying to encourage uh, young people to get into construction, we're trying to encourage young people to get into airport management. You know, most people are like me. I didn't even know there was such a thing as airport management until I got off of the job. Um, so what we're trying to, to do is show young people, junior high, high school, and, and beyond, um, that there is such a thing as a career in airport management. And you can get there through so many disciplines. You know, an airport is like a city. It has some of everything that a city has. So, you know, whether your interest is in construction or maintenance or business or finance or operations, uh, there's a pathway at airports, and airports are, you know, continue to be a growth industry, you know, in spite of what's going on now with the pandemic. Uh, you know, airports and, and aviation in general is quite a resilient uh, industry. It's been through uh, many shocks before. This is probably the worst. Um, and, and always uh, comes back because there's a demand uh, by uh, the population, not just in the United States, but worldwide, 
uh, to travel. And this is a global world. And, you know, any individual country may try to be nationalistic, but that genie is out of the bottle. Uh, and this is a global world. You have the Internet. People can learn about uh, people and things everywhere, uh, and they need to experience it. Uh, they need, they want goods and services from anywhere uh, in the world. Uh, so aviation is a good uh, career. So, so uh, what, what my committee uh, is working on is on, is on both those fronts, uh, to have more opportunity for diversity and inclusion within uh, the airport sector, as well as to encourage um, uh, young people to consider aviation uh, as a career, and, and of course, specifically airports, but aviation in general. I'm also on the board of the National Aeronautics Association, and we have a similar um, uh, goal, and we're working with other organizations at various local levels to uh, inspire uh, uh, more people, and particularly women and minorities, uh, to consider aviation, um, getting more into STEM and STEAM. Um, so and particularly girls that tend to drop out of math and science, you know, somewhere between seventh and ninth grade. Um, but they, but before that, they have just as much interest and just as much intellect in those fields. So trying to kind of, you know, stop that that drop in interest, trying to understand it and prevent it uh, so that we get more girls and women uh, into these fields. Wow, wow, wow. And, yes, thank you so much for sharing those different organizations of how you do the work to inspire young people um, to become um, individuals in the aviation space. And, yes, if uh, making it aware and that exposure helps out a great deal. Um, I didn't know that there was so much that you could do in the airport uh, management space until um, I um, – became a more astute uh, professional. So that is absolutely amazing. And so with you being so involved in those committees and um, different um, organizations, that makes me wonder, how did you hear about NAVWIC and in what ways did you believe that NAVWIC would be a good organization to develop a relationship with, with all of the like synergies? Well, I met Ann McNeil um, back when I was head of Miami Airport. Uh, so that's how I heard about NAPWIC. And, um, you know, she, I, I guess at the time, I don't know if she was the founder or the, or the chair at the time, but, you know, she is an inspiration uh, and an energetic uh, supporter while, while also running her own successful business. So I've been involved with or at least, at least aware uh, and interested in NAPWIC for, what, 20 years. Perfect, perfect. And, yes, our fearless founder, Ann McNeil, has a great ball of energy and um, a wealth of knowledge in the construction space, who is now our chair as well of the National Association. Hey, this has been an absolutely amazing interview with you this morning, um, Ms. Gittins. And I have to get to the harder questions now in the interview. Are you ready? <laughs> sure. <laughs> 
<laughs> perfect, perfect. Listen, we're at the top of the hour. I hope all of our guests, you and our listeners, our members, I hope you guys have truly went and grabbed your notebooks and pens and taken down some good notes from Ms. Angela on um, being motivated and how to get into the aviation space. Miss um, Gittins, now, share with us your favorite book and or what do you do or read to stay motivated? Well, I mainly read fiction. Um, in fact, years ago, uh, I thought about going into investment banking because one of my favorite um, uh, authors was Emma Lathan that wrote these murder mysteries that were set in an investment banking um, uh, environment. So, I, you know, I know I no longer let the books determine my career uh, goals, but uh, one of my favorites <laughs> is <laughs> one of my favorites is uh, um, the God of Small Things by Arundhati Roy. Uh, she's an Indian author, and she just came out with uh, another uh, work of fiction, which I haven't started yet, but I just bought a couple of weeks ago, and I've read a lot of uh, Ann Tyler. Uh, books. I just got uh, another one, which apparently is one of her latest. Um, uh, and also, now I'm blanking on her name, it's terrible, Asian American author that I that I really like and has, has written a lot of good books. So um, I used to like a lot of murder mysteries, and I still do, but, you know, I, I don't find them as, as much, you know, and I've read all of the Agatha Christie's and, and, and the ones that I like, so... Uh, it's harder and harder to find something I haven't already read. I used to be a voracious reader, you know, from New York, and I used to, when I would ride the subway, I would read. Um, and at one point, I had like an hour and a half um, uh, commute every day. So I I would probably read two or three books in a week. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing your book list. And um, you know what they say, a book can take you to a thousand places. So I know you got you enjoyed using your imagination reading those mystery books. <laughs> he was about to go and work in the job. <laughs> that is super funny. And then um, it reminded me of a story. When um, I was a kid and you started talking about the mystery books, I love reading mystery books, but I don't have time. So um, I used to watch uh, Murder, She Wrote with my aunt. I know it's not a book, it's a story, but it's, the, you know, the main character. She's writing a book and about her stories. And I used to think growing up from watching that with my aunt that I wanted to live in like a small little uh, village <laughs> and, and walk around everywhere and rock bike too because I was watching Murder, She Wrote. I definitely, uh, you made me smile with that, taking me down to memory. Yes, so we are coming up to the top of our hour and have to close out. But before I do, I wanted to bring in our very own Jackie Perry um, to bring us some closing remarks, um, checking in in the studio. Good morning, Jackie. How are you? Well, good morning, uh, Jada, and uh, good morning again, Ms. Gittins. Uh, what a pleasure, what a pleasure. And uh, I've been so delighted just hearing you uh, share your your story. And, Jada, as I'm looking in the uh, studio, I don't see any hands right now, but I do have a question. <laughs> so, Ms. Gittins, Jada has this term. She says she's a stalker 
of uh, different people. So <laughs> as we were talking and learning more about you, I came across uh, this quote as a female leader in the airport industry. You were quoted as saying that in the modern uh, in the modern airport, it is the female is well suited for what may be considered female traits in the airport. So when you think about women who aspire to go into the construction industry or the aviation aviation sector, can you talk about what you meant when you said that we as women are well suited for what may be considered female traits in that industry? Well, think about a woman's uh, role and place in a household. Um, and, you know, she has the husband, she has the kids, you know, maybe some teenagers, or maybe a baby, or maybe a dog, and it's all got to somehow work. And she doesn't, you know, she's not in charge of her husband. She may or may not be in charge of, you know, her teenagers. She's got to get them to want to do what she wants them to do. And similarly, in an airport, uh, you, you know, what the airport director has direct authority over is a fairly small portion of what it takes for that airport to function. So you have the airlines, and that's why passengers are there. They're there for the airlines. Well, the airport director doesn't run the airlines. The airport director has to persuade the airlines, has to influence the airlines so that, and they're in competition with each other. So to get these competitors, and you know, and, and often it's fierce competition. You know, they, the airlines are really at the very edge of, of market, to the bleeding edge of market competition. So to get them to collaborate well enough. Uh, so that the passengers, all the passengers are well served uh, while they're at the airport, takes influence, uh, takes articulating a vision, takes kind of refereeing uh, squabbles. That's what most women do in their households, right? Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Yeah, so they don't, they tend, yeah, they tend not to have authority. They don't have, I mean, you know, their power is very indirect, and that is, you know, typical uh, in an airport. Well, thank you so much. So, that really so does you the, you, the woman, have to be the voice of reason, right, when everyone else is <laughs> acting crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, and as you said, I mean, we have a lot of influence, like you said, vision and uh, certainly negotiation skills to rock and rule and make it happen. So thank you so much. That's right. <laughs> and yes, and thank, thank you, you again, Jackie, this. for that question. Yes, thank you, Jackie, for that question, and thank you for um, that. You painted that picture very, very well. We could definitely ride that roller coaster and get inspired with it. So, hey, ladies, get into airport management. Like, connect with Miss Gittins. Go stalk her like we do up here at NABWIC all the time. <laughs> Listen, we follow the best. If you want to be great, go and find the experts or the leaders in that area and stalk them. Figure it out. With that being said, Ms. Gittins, could you please give the people your last closing remarks? What is one tip or what is the final words that you would like to share with our members and our audience listeners this morning? 
I would like for your members to understand that they are role models. Uh, they should be willing to mentor others. They are successful. They can be self-confident, and they should reach out to others both to help them and also to get help. You know, don't be afraid to to uh, seek support, to seek help. Uh, that's what NABWIC does, uh, and I applaud the members for being members. It's not not easy, you know, particularly if you're in a small business. It's not easy to find the time to be part of an organization and to work and, and give your time to them as well as to all your other responsibilities. But they are heroes themselves, and they look, they look in the mirror and say, yeah, I got it going on. Yes. So with that being said, this has been an absolutely amazing morning on NABWIC Talks Radio. Thank you so much, Ms. Angela Gittins, for joining us and being our woman in spotlight today. Again, if you want to get more, head over to our billion-dollar luncheon that's going to be starting in a few hours so you can see our presentation and get more of Ms. Angela Gittins and our other spectacular presenters. So until next Wednesday, have a beautiful, blessed day. Thank you for joining in on NABWIC Talks. This concludes our show. Thank you for listening to NABWIC, the National Association of Black Women in Construction. For more information about NABWIC and our membership, please visit us on the web at www.nabwic.org. We are the voice of black women in construction. Have a great and prosperous day.